everybody, welcome to the 62nd and best episode of the Hashcast. And as always, I have a guest way cooler and way more interesting than myself. And today I have a guest who just launched one of my favorite art pieces this year, Sea of Solitude. Cornelia Heppert, how are you, Connie? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is so, yeah, I'm so excited, but yeah. Good, good. It's you good. recognize me this time? No, we're this we're... time I recognize you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Last time we had to talk about the story later. It yeah, was well, so embarrassing. No, it was Now we are like, so good. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're tight. So Connie, how, you've had a crazy month so far. Uh, see Solitude out now. How do you feel? Yeah, so it, it it's not only a crazy month; it, it's like crazy years now. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, I feel it's it, it's it's like torn in different parts. So mm -hmm. I feel t totally like amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I achieved more than everything that I ever wanted to achieve in my life mm -hmm. already. So I I'm joking about like I'm retiring now. Now yeah. I'm done. I have everything work-wise. I did everything I ever wanted. And um, so this is amazing. And then there is a feedback on SOS, which is like one half or like it's like amazing. Like mm -hmm. people are we talk about it later. I mean, overwhelmed and love it so much. But there's also negative feedback. So I like I, I love the, the positive feedback. Of course. <laughs> and um, the negative feedback is really um, great for um, uh, talking about it here internally in, in the studio and figuring out, okay, what can we do better next time? So it's like a totally busy time. At the same time, mm -hmm. I need holiday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is why uh, I feel a little exhausted, but also energetic. But I will go like to France on Wednesday for surfing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to surf a little bit and so having a really relaxing time. So yeah. this is my bundle of emotions yeah. I have. Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good too. I I, I just played through Seas on uh, on Tuesday. I think uh, it was great. I just have a question. So you create a game, see you solitude, see monsters, a big a creepy thing underneath the water, and you're going surfing to relax after that. Well, I'm a little bit <laughs> extreme. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I love sea monsters. Yeah. This is an uh, issue. And I, I, I uh, always tell everybody that I'm gr I grew up in a family of people who love sea monster movies, yeah. like my grandpa and me especially. So, yes, so I have no issue with surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. There, yeah. there are no sharks in France. No, uh, I don't think uh, so, no. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe maybe a couple of baby sharks to do to do to do. And so, well, I'm glad you, you get to relax a little because I, like I said, I just played through the game, uh, and you said you've achieved more in your life than you already had because you are originally from comic uh, illustration, right? I yes. did not know that until I like actually did my homework because I've just known you from Twitter for a while, and and since we started talking, was always. Uh, see if solid was already your project so i assumed you've had your whole lifetime in games development how did that switch happen from comics to video games yeah um, so i started being a comic artist when i was really young like mm -hmm. uh, uh, when i was 17 i got hired by this comic studio which is like a huge thing in germany mm -hmm. like uh, it's the biggest comic studio in germany um so i loved that really much and all my my family loved it so much because it's uh, it's a comic that is already uh, for uh, for 40 years or more it, it started in the 60s so even my my parents um, like they collected these comics, mm -hmm. so it was a huge thing. Um, but I always, so but I always wanted to um, 
test out new waters mm -hmm. to make a pun. Yeah, I like, like it. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, so I, I, I'm always driven by trying out new things. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there came a, a French animation studio came into town into Berlin first time, and they so and they, they offered new jobs. And, and I wanted to try something new. So uh, this is why I applied to them. And it was really hard because I would still work at the comic house mm -hmm. if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to change and test new things. So and they, so they hired me, this French animation studio. They made like a Mazipulami and, and like famous French uh, um, yeah, cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, so I went there, uh, but... Um, I always loved games, so the whole time. It, mm -hmm. um, I, I started playing games right after the wall fell. You know, I, I'm from uh, East Germany originally, mm -hmm. and I was very small, and when the wall fell, mm -hmm. I started um, playing games right away because my father bought me all the consoles, Atari, mm -hmm. Nintendo, and all the stuff. So I always loved that. So while I was working at the animation studio, um, an academy, the first academy in Berlin for games, the Games Academy opened. Mm -hmm. And um, friends of me told me about it, mm -hmm. and I got a like a little heart attack because I couldn't even imagine um, to uh, to to become a game designer. We we didn't know that it would be it, that it's something that actually that you can do. Mm -hmm. I never thought about yeah that you can become a game developer. And when the academy opened. I, I had no other choice. So I needed to apply. Yeah. Uh, so and I got um, a scholarship because mm -hmm. I could already draw and stuff. Uh, so this is how it started. So yeah. the, the, the moment and uh, the first academy opened in Berlin uh, that uh, yeah you can study work, you can study game design. I applied. Yeah. This is I was always I, yeah I never thought that there's anything possible regarding game development beforehand. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm just going kind to of throw something out for for maybe some younger listeners who do not understand what happened in Berlin uh, when, you, when you mentioned the wall fell. Google oh. it. Wikipedia, oh. it, it's quite sore, especially uh, maybe in North America, you might not hear about that much. I remember that very uh, vividly uh, when I was in school because I think we're about the same age because uh, one of my teachers yes. went to Berlin the day it fell to, uh, to take a hammer to the wall and she came back with like pieces of the wall piece yes, of the rock yeah that piece of yeah yeah uh, so if, if, interesting uh read up to it but we're not gonna focus on that today but just a little bit of education in the show doesn't hurt uh, yes oh i'm sorry <laughs> I, I i didn't thought about that people maybe not know no. what well happened. we're, we're right. both from europe right so um I, mm -hmm. I i have no idea how that works in north america uh so welcome to the history lesson with connie and wow um <laughs> but, but so now you're in games development um this is your project though see you solitude uh, this is like all you because literally the first screen of the game is a message from you to the player saying these are based yeah. on my personal experiences yes like it's one thing to make a game it's another thing to like pour your soul heart and everything into a game and like let everybody into that like how did that feel because most people probably make something a little safer on a personal level then like opening up their soul to the world uh, why why this what why did you want to put this in the world it's, it's so interesting uh, because um i hear that from people like uh, asking this question uh, and i never asked this question to myself um because i um when you look at um songs 
uh, like the music industry, or also books or movies, or, but especially songs um, from artists that they pour out their heart, uh, heart very often. Mm -hmm. Talk about breakups, talk about um, struggles and like depression, all in songs. And um, for me, it was always like never a question about, oh, um, should I stay in a safe zone and not talk about topics that I have in my mind. For me, it was clear, uh, clear um, I'm an artist and I want to express a certain story, I, I tell a certain story, and I am a game designer. So I never questioned if I would do something else. It was like naturally. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm also uh, the personality type. Uh, I always tell, uh, say that maybe that is a reason I'm, I'm always very open. I always talk uh, about topics straight on, um, um, interested in people's emotion, what they think, what they feel and go through in life. So uh, this is how my life is. So, um, so I was surprised and it's true. Maybe I'm a little na naive or something, but I see that it worked out now uh, that so many fans, I literally, this is why I have such a hard time to answer on Twitter or uh, <laughs> like or private messages or emails even because yeah. literally thousands of fans wrote me like their personal story, how it, uh, how Sea of Solitude affected their life. And it, so it worked out, but it's just my personality type. I never thought about like, I didn't, I want to be in a safe zone. This is what artists do. I think they mm -hmm. have a feeling and they try to express it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th that's a great, I didn't, did not relate that to the music industry where you're right. That happens all the time, I guess, yeah. which is not super used to it in, in video games. Like yes. there, there's a lot of games that are uh, probably personal from developers, but this is the first time I, I see it where it's like, no, no, this is about me. This is about uh, the Connie, like right from the start. And I think that's what why people pick up on it, that they're like, oh, wow, this is like a very personal experience because we all put our personal experience in everything we create, I think. Uh, but to put what? your name on it, like that is something probably new that people know. They go, oh, well, this is uh, her story. And I, I want to talk about some of these. Um, we're probably going to go into a bit of spoiler mode, I guess, if you're listening to this. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but uh, it's best uh, best enjoyed for the first time, I think. Um, so go go download the game, play for three and a half hours, four hours, and then come back and listen to the rest of the show if, if you want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Um, so so you have this game uh, and I want to kind of lead up to actually me, me playing it because then all of a sudden EA comes on board and you get to go to E3, be on stage because I remember that press conference, that was my favorite press conference where you got to talk about your game for the first time. How did that feel? Because like you said, you're an artist, you're, you're, you're a game developer talking on stage to like millions of people, slightly different skill set. How, how, how did you prepare for that? How, how did that go? So, and, and it was, yes, it was quite something. <laughs> it was also just the second time ever I had been on stage mm -hmm. um, because I always avoided it my whole life because I was always so afraid to go on stage mm -hmm. to like vomit or faint, <laughs> like uh, faint yeah. or like, like something bad. <laughs> so, um, so it was also the second time. Um, but um, strangely, I was looking forward to it very much because um, it was um, the first time in my life also that I felt really confident about the topic I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. That is really strange. It feels like I'm as an artist, I now um, arrived at the corner of artistic 
things that I belong to, mm-hmm. like emotional story-driven um, games that come from personal experience to a certain certain degree at least. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really confident uh, talking about it. So of course I was ex- excited. Yeah. Maybe you a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was a little excited, um, but I trained very hard um, mm. to not faint or to yeah. not <laughs> do anything bad. Yeah. Um, so I, when I had been on stage and came, came down mm-hmm. a bit, I enjoyed it so much. Um, like I, I wanted to see um, more of the audience, but it was so dark yeah. that I couldn't see anything. And um, they told me I should look in the, into the camera here and there. Yeah. But it was so dark that I didn't saw anything. And there was just this little right, red light in the distance. And yeah. in between, I found it and looked into it, like seriously. And then, <laughs> and then I talked about again. So um, it was like amazing. So on stage was already amazing after I uh, stopped being so excited. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, it this this explosion of feedback and people coming at me and talk uh, talk to me about the uh, yeah the, the speech I I, I had um, it was the best thing ever happened to me uh, to yeah. be honest yeah uh, I can because I think that's really what put the game on the map as well because this is the first time we got to see it uh, maybe uh, it was shown before but like the big audience like log into it uh, it looked fantastic. Um, like I don't, I can even imagine how you prepare for something like that because it's 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 your your project you're working on down it's out in the world. Feedback is great because I think everybody loved the presentation and and the, and the game. Yeah. Do you feel like oh mm. not <laughs> now we no, better I... deliver like because <laughs> there it was still about a year and a half I think in be- in between or uh, just over a year before the game actually launched. Uh, does that add the stress levels to the maximum or uh, is it just like, okay, here's the motivation that I need. We're going to make this the best yes. thing we can do. Yes. So it, it added extremely to the motivation for mm-hmm. the whole studio. Um, I don't know how many people know that we are 12 people. Mm-hmm. And so we are not a big studio. Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone is extremely important. If uh, one of the persons uh, of my uh, co-workers is ill, it's, it's, it's really bad for the company. Yeah. <laughs> all have to stay healthy yeah um, so, <laughs> um so it it was like we were like screaming with joy for days yeah. straight because like the feedback was so amazing that we felt motivated to go the path we are going mm-hmm. it could have been that uh, everybody is saying like oh what is this strange game about loneliness who wants to play that mm-hmm. i didn't know we didn't know so i was afraid that the feedback would be like nah, strange like okay narrative driven game with a, a serious scene in between and yeah so but the feedback i always um, tell the story i love it so much that when i came back from stage mm-hmm. went back um i this uh, this this bathroom lady came up to me i said i don't know how old she was like 50 or something mm-hmm. and so she came up to me and said like uh Cornelia, um i never played games before in my life um and but after i heard your presentation and what this games can be about uh, i will buy like a playstation just to play your game it was so amazing and she was like seriously looking at me like like almost shocked that games can be that way. Yeah. Um, so it's it's I love this story so much, yeah. and this is just one of many. Yeah. So it's high motivating, of course. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can imagine because uh, you're right. Like um, there there's so much happening around E3. There, there's so much uh, coverage of everything of everything. So many games. You're competing with AAA titles. 
but it stood out yeah. the sea of solitude i think people really clicked into the art style and and and, and the promise of the um uh of the um of the story of the of the themes uh you did most of the art right for this yes yeah so i'm the art director yeah. uh, i did like uh, the concept art and i have like uh, one lead artist janina uh gerard mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and um and she uh, helps me like uh, building this whole world and she is also highland highly talented that she can also draw and she um did like the can we spoil yeah we can spoil yeah like, we can spoil a little bit yeah uh, like the wolf at the end mm -hmm. um because i was so overwhelmed by, by, by with all the positions i had mm -hmm. not only art direction but so much more mm -hmm. that she she also started helping me with design and she modeled it and so the wolf is from her i just have a basic scratch mm -hmm. a, a sketch like i love uh, sif from dark souls yeah uh, oh yeah i know sif <laughs> yeah it immediately came to mind yeah yes yeah, fluffy but without a sword uh and a mouse <laughs> um so yes but i i am the art director this time is from yeah. me that, that must feel good too when you get that feedback because uh, i immediately noticed how how gorgeous it was uh thank you does it make you feel good like oh people love the art because it's uh like art style is often very important on how people react uh in yeah. like the in the 20 second foot foot did you say um yeah. why why did you go in, in in this art direction um is that just your general style or, or did you yeah. what's behind the scenes going on there and why does the game look the way it looks um so yes so it it's in the core it's it's my style um mm -hmm. as i told you before so i was a comic artist at the beginning and it highly um uh, yeah i highly learned about this 2d style or how comic like was outlined and this flat shading um, i learned all that at the beginning of my career so I, it's, it's like in, in my blood now. Mm -hmm. So I, I love this comic style. Yeah. Um, so uh, like all the games we have made before, or, um, or like everything I did art-wise was always influenced by this flat, more flat shading. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, when I started making 3D video games, well, with Sea of Solitude, uh, basically, um, or little games beforehand, I wanted to transport this comic style um, into 3D and, ha and have it a little bit more modern. So this is at the core, is what I love. Of course, um, people say like it looks uh, a bit like from Studio Ghibli, mm -hmm. um, but it's also like it's this pastel, pastel color yeah. style. It's it's all like this. Um, yeah, start and uh, it's all started in the comic. Uh, scene and mm -hmm. then I evolved it into the game 3D uh, yeah. in a 3D style. Yeah. But yeah, it's my personal style. Yeah, well, and it's it's I I love the way it looks. Um, but I think the the big thing about this game is of course the themes and the storyline. So I want to touch on that a little bit as well. And uh, now, if you're listening, we're gonna, I'm gonna go deep into like the actual story. So make sure yeah. you, you you've played it before. Uh, so, so there's a couple of big beats in, in this game. The first one, uh, narratively, is about your little brother. It's about bullying and not paying attention to the struggles that other people are going through. Yeah. Um, y y we, we talked before that and it, it was, a, like you said, a personal story. Uh, is it like one-on-one -on -one or did you make it... Um, did you make a slight disconnect to it that it could be anything else or is it actually did you have a brother that was going through this and um you were not paying attention to it 
Yeah. So thank you for asking this question <laughs> because it's uh, it's important that I uh, clarify uh, also for my family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that not everything is like my real real life story. So mm -hmm. the, the the story of the main character mm -hmm. of K. Yeah. Um, what she goes through, uh, how her emotions is, how she behaves towards her brother and other family members and how she changed and what the conclusion is. This is me. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is like almost one to one, like uh, how I went through in the last five years, mm -hmm. like uh, from the beginning to how I feel nowadays. Mm -hmm. But, um, the brother, I don't have a brother. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a sister an okay. older one. Mm -hmm. um, so um, this story um, is not uh, from me. Um, so it's it. I of course I have t touches the story here and there, but mm -hmm. in the core, I I don't have a brother, and the bullying thing that is not from me. Um, we have uh, like my whole studio co-workers. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody sat together during the development from mm -hmm. the very beginning, and we brainstormed about stuff. And when I opened up and told uh, them about my story and my struggles and what I'm going through and, and my idea for Sea of Solitude, they immediately got inspired and started talking about their topics too, like mm -hmm. what is going on in their life. Um, uh, I nowadays always say that we called like the other co-workers that worked on different games at mm -hmm. the time here, um, they called us therapy group. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because we were always, we were always sitting like together in a, in a circle, like crying and telling out all the stories, and got so inspired by it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how it works. So, so the the, the story about the brother in, uh, is at the core, not uh, not my story, but mm -hmm. like from somebody else. Mm -hmm. my, the the next level I need to spoil again. I sure, know. go ahead. We're we're free. Yeah. The next level is about the parents' mm -hmm. um, story, and my parents are happily married for forty years and still together. This is very important to say. My yeah. parents. Are <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a very good f friend at the time mm -hmm. that went through something like this, yeah. and it affected me heavily when mm -hmm. he told me that. Mm -hmm. So this is the start of how I, when I started writing the second level about the parents, but mm -hmm. it's not about my mm -hmm. parents, like some from somebody, somebody else. The third level mm -hmm. about the wolf, uh, yeah. the, the boyfriend. Yeah. Mm, this is inspired heavily by me, by okay. my story also. And of course, the last part, the tower, is also me, uh, like mm -hmm. what I went through in order to realize what I have to do to feel yeah. better. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think like I don't, I don't want to like spoil t too much because uh, people might still not listen to our warnings and go listen to this and yeah, not play it's it. A, it's a pipeline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, there were there was a part where uh, Kay finally understands like okay, I was not paying attention. I was um, preoccupied with my own life, with my own bubble, and you yeah. miss out on on the important things that happen in other people's lives. And I think we yeah. all kind of have that every now and then um, yeah. and it takes a while to realize that and sometimes it's too late sometimes uh, you can still fix it where yeah. did that because the, uh, the concept of that first level is to make it better right like do what you should have done maybe uh, and then and that's how the, the level progresses how did that work for for you because in what I notice is 
in three levels you kind of fix the problem and in one you do not and that's the level with the wolf yeah and that had the biggest impact on me where you you kind of lead me into thinking okay i can fix this i can fix this and then in that level and that's the one that was the most important to me personally you can't yeah and then it and it still moves on right afterwards you have to Uh, yeah right um but uh, Uh, so so why did you because from a gaming perspective you kind of start to expect okay this is how it works this is how it works you beat the boss you beat the boss yeah you cannot like uh, how did you slip that one in under the radar for me (laughs) (laughs) so yes so so at first i i wanted to establish uh what key what case issue might be there is of course we we have so many stories in the game that it was of course a challenge to do that um but um you you got it um um, that uh, so uh, like one journalist was calling it uh, spoil again we need to figure out like <laughs> that he okay Kay seems to suffer from something like a caregiver syndrome mm-hmm. and that means that uh, if you as soon as, as you find one person that is really important to you it becomes like the most important thing in your life and you do everything to help this person that this person is feeling better mm-hmm. and but other people close to you who might need also help or at least an open ear um uh, fell off this like the, the, this grid no? yeah. and and so uh, this is um this is what i first wanted to establish that um k has a kind of self-realization especially this is why we made the first level so impactful with um brother story mm-hmm. that she like that it really hits k also hard like oh my god uh, like if I wouldn't have listened to my brother for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. you don't know what would ha- have happened. Yeah. Uh, and then she has this new thing that she learned, and she is trying to overdo um, by helping people that she is not supposed to. She can, yeah. of course, but not in this this adults yeah. who need to figure out. You know, um, I, I I'm swimming uh, between spoiling so yeah, hard. Yeah, no, don't but, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to write spoiler warning. I shall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, um, and then um, in, in, in the third level, um, it was clear to me because this is what happened to me in real life, mm-hmm. um, that um, it would be um, it's important to tell also the story that um, that some people don't want help, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean like okay, if they don't want to, their fault. No, it's the right way in order to. Um, to really figure life out, you need to come up with your own ideas. I I now uh, have that had that several times in my life that I figured it out for myself, but also other people that you can't even if if you have the solution mm-hmm. uh, for somebody, um, you can't uh, uh, make them understand it because the the process of realizing and going through the motions until you have. Like you have it internalized. Mm-hmm. You have always to go through all of that. You cannot just tell somebody the solution. You can try, but yeah. like in, in most emotional, like really to grow emotionally, you, you have to go through all this painful stuff in between yourself. Yeah. So this, I wanted to tell that story. Yeah, um, yeah. because I made that fault all my life mm-hmm. um, up, up until now. Now yeah. I stopped after yeah. that. I always thought I can help people, that I have the solution. and. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah. what I loved and 
I think this is so well done, or maybe it says more about my perception of things or just how well the game is designed. I did not notice that my backpack was growing until the third level. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden it clicked in for me, and that's the level where you can't help everybody because it's becoming too much. Yeah. How is, I just need to know how subtle is it, or is it? Did you just like go like do 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 bloop that I noticed, or was it always there and I just yeah. didn't have to eye for it? Yes. So uh, this is one of the things like uh, in the, the initial design of Sea of Solitude, the very initial at the beginning mm -hmm. was all this kind of abstract. Mm -hmm. um, so the backpack is one of the purest thing from the first draft of Sea of Solitude. Like um, I, I, it was always there. Okay. Every time you remove this, we call it corruption. Yeah. Um, remove this corruption, what, what has a deeper meaning, it goes into your backpack and, and it grows a little bit. The mm -hmm. backpack grows a little bit. So it's there all the time. Yeah. But like um, you really realize it uh, like when, when you are like in this uh, in the third level, we made it grow a little bit more that okay. people then realize it yeah. hopefully a little bit more that this is the most important thing. Like Kay, the main character, is wearing nothing else. Mm -hmm. She is naked except yeah for this backpack which yeah. of course must mean something yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I i love it and i was like wow i wonder if i miss it and now i want to replay it again see the second level see if i can see see grow and then i think in in the last part uh and this is me ex not explaining the game to you obviously but just my experience with it um yeah. it kind of slows down k slows down because it feels like the burden is coming too much and for me that felt like uh, we talked about caregiver syndrome, but I've also know about caregiver fatigue, where yeah. sometimes it's too much, and, and, and yeah. you kind of can't do it anymore. And that's when she starts to take care of herself. How much background did you have into all these, in, in all the um, psychology behind all these things? Because it's one thing to live through it; it's another thing to actually know about what's going on and why people are making decisions, what they what they do. Did you have a lot of consultation on that, or is it just yeah something that you research yourself um so um just uh, to mention uh, beforehand like um i didn't realize uh, that i have issues or like things going on for me it's yeah, it's not only the, the caregiver syndrome but like um i for example like in my 20s i always uh, like at least one one time a year i got a racing heart that my heart was starting to race like mm -hmm. you know what i like eating very fast yeah like and it didn't like and I was really thinking, oh God, I got a, I got a heart attack, and then I got to the hospital, yeah. um, and the people said like everything is fine. They just uh, like uh, give me a, like a beta blocker or whatever, yeah. like uh, that I could come down, and then oh everything is fine. So I always thought, okay, maybe it's normal to have that once a year, or I don't know, maybe yeah. because I'm so energetic, you know, I'm energetic, <laughs> that it's be normal or something. But um, now, just now in the last years, I realized through reading and stuff that uh, it was anxiety. It seems. Mm -hmm. But because I'm always so optimistic and positive that I didn't realize this. So, um, so when I started um, the, the first uh, concept of Sea of Solitude, um, I still so I still was in the in the in the position that I didn't know much about mental health and issues or that uh, in Germany or maybe also in USA, like mental health issues are not a thing that. Uh, very much talked about mm -hmm. even doctors yeah like 
my doctor never, I always came to her and said like, oh, my heart is again. And say, okay, we make you a, a test. Maybe now again, it's five years ago that we made the yeah. last time a test with your heart. Maybe there is something that, okay, is nothing. So you're fine. Yeah. So, okay. And so um, when I started uh, writing the concept and maybe we can go more into background later because it's a personal story mm. um, um, that really, should I talk about like how it happened that I yeah, started? Yeah, no, absolutely. Go, go for it. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear everything. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, but um, so um, it was like uh, at the beginning of 2014 that I started a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I told that in, in, uh, in, in other interviews before, but and it was for me uh, the most perfect, it seems to me the most perfect relationship, like because um, the, the, my boyfriend Ben then was super nice, super mm-hmm. lovely. And um, like after a few months, we talked about marriage and it, it seemed perfect. Like I was like I, I believed everything, mm-hmm. and um, then after like some certain amount of months, um, he started to vanish, and this is what is reflecting in the third level. Like mm-hmm. at first it was just hours, and then it was days, and at the uh, at the highest point it was 14 days of vanishing. Mm-hmm. So imagine your partner yeah. you love so much vanish. Yeah. Um, like just you can't reach him or her. Like and yeah. it, it's it's like. The, the most painful thing you can imagine that uh, that they died. Did, mm-hmm. What happened? So, um, and and when it was the highest point after months of back and forth, because always when he came back, uh, he told me he loved me so much and he just didn't felt well and it was like cryptic. Mm-hmm. But I was just happy that he was back. So yeah. I didn't questions. I didn't want to trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but when it was a f- the fourteen day stuff, then he, it was the first time that we really talked about that. He, he told me that. Um, he suffers from clinical depression mm-hmm. um, and that he in between feels so bad that um, he don't want to go to, to the outside and don't want to talk to people and he, he's, uh, he just wants to lay in bed and do, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And it hit me so hard um, that I, of course, wanted to help him. Caregiver hmm? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> syndrome. And so um, I started. So, now to come back, uh, it's coming back to your question. I started at first reading books, articles, mm-hmm. uh, specifically about depression. Um, then at that point, I was already so exhausted from everything. Like, um, you know, uh, that I also had like struggled with my company. Uh, I wasn't sure if we could go into this narrative heavy direction or just stay with the former games where you can make good money commercially, um, like free to play games. Uh, but uh, um, this was a struggle, but also in my private life, this was already so hard, the vanishing and the fighting and the confusion, and, and but also this big loss that it was so that I started a psychoanalysis mm-hmm. um, I don't know how common it is in USA um, is it common I, uh, I don't know is... like uh, I, I've only lived here for like uh, well in, in Canada even um, for the last 10 years so yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I, I read about it and I heard that in New York City it's very common, uh, like psychoanalysis. Yeah. It's yeah. when you lay on the couch. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, 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 the therapist is in uh, behind you. You can't see him, and you just talk all the time. And yeah. he or she um, is not giving you real advice, but just like. Uh, always asking you question how do you feel oh, yeah, yeah. so you need to figure it out on your own and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so I did that for five years um, for five years uh, or yeah I, uh, I'm now it's stopped like for like yeah 
um, over half year ago or something a little bit and I talked to him a lot also about this, the game so I, I uh, talked about this plot about the psychological themes and 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 um, and he gave me feedback and uh, um, he always said like he was like uh, in German you say flashed and you're like so positively surprised yeah. um, he said like when somebody plays a game and knows about psychoanalysis mm -hmm. later on they will realize that this person who wrote the game might have a psychoanalysis because it's so specifically about understanding certain mm -hmm. connections and emotions. So, so this is what I did. So I talked like over years and years always with my psychoanalyst uh, analyst about it, and and I read uh, and I talked uh, read stuff articles, books, um, and I talked with my coworkers, friends, family. I learned so much. I like talking to my family like mm -hmm. we we were healing a, a lot about certain issues that we couldn't talk before but now because i it was all i had in my mind talking about psychological stuff yeah. that i've <laughs> talked to my friends and my family all the time until they said like okay maybe let's stop analyzing everything for, yeah. <laughs> for a while yeah. um but it was um, needed um in order to really make a con uh, cohesive story like that it's really fitting to and it, that it's normal not not a, a cliche but what really happened how like in a little bit more you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. normal a, a real life story yeah not a cliche. yeah well i know that psychoanalyzes life because uh, both my mom and my sister are psychologists so uh, like i've oh. been psychoanalyzed my whole life probably without knowing it um but yeah no but it's well, well probably <laughs> <laughs> But, but like I said, you put all this stuff in, in, in the game and you put so much effort in it. And, and like I said, there's some really good stories that uh, res some resonated more with others. Because like my parents went through divorce, um, but it wasn't like that. It was just like I was five and he was just gone all of a sudden because he didn't give a shit. Uh, I never had to really deal with bullying, but uh, dealing with someone who was going through depression, like uh, that hit a little yeah. bit harder for me because there's a couple of lines in there that were like, oof, I've heard that exact line. Um, and that's interesting and i think that's why you mentioned earlier that you have thousands of people reaching out to you now yeah. uh, that the game helped them so much yes was that something you were prepared for or even planned for or is that just something that happened um, honestly it in 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 this how big it is like mm -hmm. the feedback uh, i we didn't expect uh, that it, it was uh, that it's so um, extreme in a good way mm -hmm. uh, some people um, write me about that it changed their lives that uh, um, uh, one person on twitter i remember that said, said like they didn't felt anything uh, for years mm -hmm. and that nobody could reach them and they d felt like they don't, don't know any conclusion out of their misery like feeling numb or uh, mm -hmm. basically which i think um, is depression or something yeah. similar and that and they said that the, the game made them feel for the first time in their life feel something that it, it, it's if somebody finally got through the fog and they heard it mm -hmm. and that they feel for the first time hopeful uh, that they can change and that they want to uh, seek um, help now, therapeutic mm -hmm. help, and I, this, it's, okay, maybe in my wildest dreams, I uh, thought about this kind of reaction, or, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly great, yeah. that uh, it's, it's, 
more more than we ever expected to be honest yeah because that's that's the whole thing right like the, 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 again something like your game player you do all that stuff getting that personal um contact with people because of what you made is not yeah. something you either train for or sign up for um it would have been easy for you to be like okay guys this is too much <laughs> uh or or, yeah. or or is it open door and and, and you just run with it because uh, because you've reached out to these people and and, and it resonated um yeah. is that hard is is that sometimes too much is if, is if, no the feedback yeah. what yeah. the people uh, no yeah. uh, i i love that too much the only thing that is too much that uh, in in terms of i would love to answer everybody mm-hmm. But it's at some point impossible yeah. um, because I can <laughs> I can hardly work anymore. Uh, yeah. I would answer everybody, which I feel so bad. You know, maybe because of my Twitter feed uh, that um, that I love to answer everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the interaction, yeah. um, and, but it, it I can't nowadays because it's so so many people writing. Yeah. This is the only thing. Otherwise, I I love that I can really feel that the people opening up and feel better ab- about themselves afterwards. Mm-hmm say it out loud what yeah. issues they have or what they suffered from and so um, it's i love it so much yeah well, um, that's good so- I, I think that the gaming industry and and, and the, the players are are, are uh, very lucky that uh, you are behind this project because um because you yeah. do have that open door uh, <laughs> and the people can reach out even though it, at some point it's you know uh, literally too much uh, to to answer everybody um yeah. but i think you've done um uh, the industry a, a service with the, with this game uh seeing the the responses and, and and how well people like if if you make a game and you help even one people that's probably more than most other games maybe uh do although i think people can find healing in in all kinds of stuff but this is specifically dared and and, and it, it's doing so well for people um how, how do you feel about that responsibility uh that you know that like you said, you can prepare for it, but now that it's out there, do you feel like you can sit back and take a breather and feel like, okay, I really made the world a better place with this? Or uh, is it just beyond imagine? Um, so uh, thank you for, uh, for your words. Uh, wow. Um, but <laughs> so nice. Um, so it, it, it's, um, uh, we say in German, like it's a two-sided sword, or mm-hmm. I don't know how you call yeah, it. Yeah, uh, a double-edged uh, blade. <laughs> Yeah? yeah. Okay, what? It's a, in thing. English, it's a double-edged sword, I think. Ah, the double-edged. This is yeah. what we also see in German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, because um, I, I had so many positions at this game uh, mm-hmm. development. And we are like just this 12 people. Uh, and we had so high intentions with the game um, that we f- fell short uh, on some certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, we get critis- criticism for it. Um, and I, I agree to most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are so extreme that I, but like most of it, that um, the lack of gameplay, the balance, that um, some gameplay mechanics uh, are like, not good enough, not polished enough, mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I, I agree. I, I would love to talk to every one of the um, journalists and, and talk, talk with them about it, why certain things are the way mm-hmm. it is. It's not that we didn't saw everything, but at some at certain point you have to uh, decide um like go we even longer or like uh, can we go longer because it's such an emotional project. We mm-hmm. everybody had been also on the edge emotionally mm-hmm. that we said, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now we slowly need to close it down yeah. uh, um, that we stay um, yeah healthy everybody <laughs> and so so with all those decisions at the end and that I wanted to like have an eye on all the aspects yeah and I did it well in certain points but others uh, like um, um, it had been a little bit too much mm-hmm. uh, and I became a bottleneck how we call it yeah. I don't know if you know the term yeah, yeah. Um, um, so um and so this is um, why uh, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, like I, I, I know and feel what you say uh, because also of the feedback of also of huge newspapers yeah. and stuff that uh, we um, did something really unique that maybe helps the industry to be go even in bigger games. The step mm-hmm. that okay, it's well received to talk more about this specific mental mm-hmm. health issues. Um, but uh, we need to take care, and, and this is why I'm, oh no, maybe, yeah, but we, we know for the next game we will do it better, mm-hmm. but like that we get this bad criticism because we have this lack of polishment here and there, and that is that is like, oh, but we did by far the best we could do with this project, the mm-hmm. first time on console, yeah. um, the first time doing a, huge, a bigger prog- a project, not just a free-to-play mm-hmm other game yeah. um, so so many firsts um, that that uh, I'm so uh, proud you can't imagine I'm so yeah. proud of the team I could cry like yeah. oh, we have so many young people here like mm-hmm. fresh from the um, academy yeah. and who are so driven and made the game what it is now um, but um, we are already like uh, highly energetic that with a new game that we address the points and that got uh, that we got the most negative feedback yeah. and make it better so i'm really really happy but i'm i'm a perfectionist so <laughs> i want to make it better for the next game so yeah. this is the, the, the double edged yeah. swan yeah. well when i was reading some of the the, the feedback and the, the official reviews what i felt like when i was reading it is that i think some people might have had problems with the concept of playing a video game because when I was playing through that, I was there for the story and the the experience of it. And I think some people just have trouble letting go of the fact that the controls are an issue of this. Or like uh, the, the gameplay mechanics aren't exactly what a perfect game would be. But like, does it matter in a game like this? Uh, but there's still those checklists in people's minds saying, okay, uh, the visuals, good. Story, great. Uh, I did like that I had to walk a circle and it didn't feel right. Like... Like it, because it's such a new uh, medium to talk about stuff like this, is that people still treat it like an old-fashioned game, even though it's not. And I think that's just what people yeah. have to get used to. And I think maybe if um, we get more and more of this, in hindsight, we get to see, okay, why did we care about the controls <laughs> in this game, right? <laughs> so- Yes, yeah, so uh, it's really interesting what you say because um, I'm, I, I, we discuss it here a lot and I think about it a lot. So um, this, I can, so we, in the core, we ask, the, we ask games industry. So we make games, so mechanics are important. Mm-hmm. So I can understand uh, that they criticize uh, that it's too, what it's called, lucky or la- mm-hmm. not, not for platforming, not yeah. fine enough. So um, I would never. Um, what it's called demonize them or talk yeah, badly yeah. about the no, critics no. that they because i understand mm-hmm. uh, that 
that it's for me it's also like a bit, little bit old fashioned mm -hmm. um, because like I don't care about uh, even about graphics in some indie games mm -hmm. because the message and the feelings they transport is, are so important for me and I feel it so much that I don't care. Yeah. Um, um, so, but I would never uh, like um, say something bad about this uh, 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 critics, no. um, except for the really bad, uh, the, the really bad ones, which <laughs> I feel like mm, like a twenty. Come on, guys! Uh, like yeah. uh, like uh, they're criticizing that the footsteps are not completely alive. and but I can understand but it's like they don't know that uh, like with a with a general um, with a <laughs> with a, with a, with this uh, this numbers this metacritic rev yeah. metacritic review um, defines also how much money a bit how much money we yeah. make you know yeah. if like many people talk about badly about the game uh, like on, in bigger terms it there's a yeah not, not yeah. so many people will buy the game that maybe would enjoy yeah, Heidi. This is also a little bit sad. So this is the only thing that I can understand, and I am completely with your point yeah. that uh, I hope um, the games industry is like opening up for this other branch of um, that. Some certain experiences are more important than completely polished gameplay and mm -hmm. stuff. But I understand, and it's important. And uh, if the immersion mm -hmm. immersion breaks yeah. because of that. Yeah. I failed, yeah. and it happens here and there yeah. with Sea of Solitude. And this, at least, we need to fix. Mm -hmm. And people don't get like out of the immersion. Yeah. Well, to, to me, sometimes it felt like people are criti looking at criticizing a movie because the chair is not comfortable. You know. Um, and then yeah. kind, of, kind of missing the point. But uh, yes. fine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but I say it. You don't have to say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I know we're kind of pushing our time here, but I still got to, yeah. uh, you mentioned like there is a lot of stuff going on. You're going to go on vacation. Um, yeah. What's next for you personally? Is it just you're going to chill and then go back to work? So this is the biggest thing now. Yeah. Um, I need to figure out what I want now with the, re the next years mm -hmm. or with the rest of my life, because I achieved, like I said, uh, um, work-wise, everything I ever wanted, mm -hmm. um, and I'm f completely free in my private life now. I uh, feel so comfortable with myself, mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, I, it's almost too much freedom now. <laughs> um, so what do I do? Uh, where do I go? Uh, yeah, it, it's. I love it, but it's also like challenging, like yeah. it's so much freedom. What do I do next in my life? And this is what I try to figure out by surfing a bit, yeah. for example, in France. Yeah. And maybe the answer will come really naturally to me. Yeah, uh, yeah well, that is. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope you get to uh, to figure it out and on your surfboard. Don't get too many sea monsters. Uh, oh God, don't there. do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if I, when I, I played through the whole game, like three, four hours and I could I was dreaming about the game all night. I was dreaming about sea moss. I was dreaming about being on the ocean, and it was all your fault. So, uh, oh my god, <laughs> way in a bad way or in a no, good way? No, it was a good way. It was just like um, my brain gamified it. And I was trying to add like another storyline to it, and the sea moss was there all the time because it was just such a 
like I played yes. in one sitting, right? So it it really <laughs> occupied my brain uh, for a while. And of course, I knew okay, I'm gonna talk to Cornelia to Connie after. Uh, so it was my, my brain was full with Sea of Tol- Solitude and, and you. So yes, that, yes, uh, kept, Thank kept you me up a lot of it. Uh, but that's good. Um, well, we talk about like. Um, how you already made the, the world a better place because it's always one of my questions uh, to my guests like how do you feel like you made the world a better place i think by putting this game out in the wild you probably feel it's probably uh you added, added something of value to to all us players and and people uh, uh trying to look a little f- beyond just your regular video game uh, it is an experience that i'll, I'll definitely uh, keep in mind for quite some time is there anything else you want to promote or plug or, or something uh, we should check out? Because uh, you've done so many interviews, you've been on the road for for so long. Is there anything out there that uh, we should all be aware of? Uh, so no, it's just like uh, this is uh, like the most detailed interview I had so far. Yes. By now. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be at Gamescom, so okay. if you want to see me, have a beer with me, uh, like come to Gamescom. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the only thing which is clear now for the future. Okay, that's good. And when you go to Gamescom, make sure you introduce yourself properly, because otherwise you have a conversation for five minutes and then realize who you are. Um... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but it was so charming. Now we have a story. We what do, do have know? a story now. So in case you missed it, I wa- I ran into Connie, and we've been Twitter friends for like a year or so. Pretty, 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 we talk often enough, and we were talking for about five minutes, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, <laughs> you're the guy from Twitter. But that's my own fault that I don't have a picture up. Um, yes, you looked so different. It yes. was so. Oh, but then we hugged and talked and had fun. Yes. And... Yeah, we had a great evening. We had a great <laughs> evening. It was great. Connie, so thank you so much for for coming on my show. Uh, it, uh, it's yes. been an absolute delight to uh, talk to you because you're such a fantastic human being. Uh, thank you for the game. Uh, and and um, I I'm, I cannot wait to see what else you'll put in the world because I'm sure you cannot sit still for more than a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, I have your Twitter name on the screen, but at uh, Cornelia Heppert. Um, follow her because it's a delight on your timeline. Uh, play See You Solitude. And if you haven't, and you've been listening to this all time, sorry for spoiling it, but we did warn you ahead of time. <laughs> so again, th- thank you so much, Connie. Um, thank you. I-, I don't think I'll be at Gamescom, but I can't wait to see you again, and then we'll have a beer and uh, we'll uh, chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Holland in November. Maybe uh, I can make a Berlin trip and we can hang out for a little bit. Uh, that would be something, or GDC, or I- I'm I'm uh, for sure next year. But okay. we figure something out. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, and if you're still listening to me, trying to close out my show, you know I'm not very good at it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So this was the Hashcast with. Cornelia Heppert and uh, we talked a lot about See You Solitude because that is such a good game. So again, thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Bye. (laughs)